everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Band, uh, Season 3, Episode 30. Uh, it's WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap here on this uh, very, very wet, windy, and uh, rather unexpected Easter Monday. Where today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna at Roller Games and their Mad for Footy board game. With their kicking bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and changing the way footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL-inspired board game is all about. And you can find them on at Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au. That's R-O-L-L-A. To find out a bit more about them, but more importantly, to get your hands on a mad for footy board game for you and the family. Uh, you know... A little bit uh, quiet on the Western Front. Not too quiet, just a little bit quiet. Uh, the Force Man, they had a bye uh, this this weekend. And, of course, uh, we saw the end to the Glory Women's campaign. So there are only a couple of teams that we're focusing on. But uh, without further ado, let's uh, make our way to the world of football. Let's talk a little bit of Perth Glory Men. Glory, Glory, Perth Glory. Let's just set the scene for the men uh, because they've actually got the worst A-League away record, uh, only taking five points from a possible 33 made available, winning just once outside of Macedonia and HPF Park ahead of a back-to-back road trip. Now, the caveat with this, though, is that many of those were narrow losses uh, where the team should have drawn or even won, having dominated possession, final third entries, or even shots on goal. Uh, Jack Clisby's last gas on the post-defensive stop. So we're talking about the game at hand. Halted a certain goal from the victory at the 15th minute mark. And, and only two minutes later, a victory strike thundered into the post in a piece of fortune. But the team themselves at the 60th minute had two golden chances via a header and a deflected kick uh, just inside the box to try and break the deadlock, but to no avail. Jack Clisby, he struck twice as well, denying uh, former glory striker Bruno Fornaroli the goal that they thought, as in they, the Melbourne victory thought, would give them the full points working back just in enough time to clear the ball. And the glory did have one final shot to snatch the points as Luke Bodnar saw a uh, seesawing header was brilliantly saved. And sub Adam Taggart. He was unable to steer home a Ryan Williams cross. So, putting that summary into perspective, the game was a nil all draw uh, against Melbourne Victory away at uh, Amy Park. So, uh, they they shared the points. They got one point each. One is better than none, as they say. So they had to settle for a bit of a draw and possibly were lucky maybe to get that, uh, generating only 39% possession. They had six less goal attempts, only one shot on goal and two to eight shots off goal. Uh, they had 45 less attacks and 46 less dangerous attacks. So summing that up means that they barely had any ball, well, at least 46 less. And 45 less inside their attacking third and their attacking half. There was some slight drama at the very end of the game which ensued uh, with the Melbourne victory players appealing for a penalty from a Jordan Elsie tackle right on the stoppage line and the final minute of injury time. That resulted in a bit of a boil over players from both teams uh, where Mark Beavers actually received a second yellow card and thus a red card ruling him out. 
for the following week. Crucial cash, uh, clash, sorry, should I say. So yeah, a bit of a big blow, um, especially in the last 30 seconds of the game. So it leaves them still one point shy of Sydney FC and six spot. They are, however, four games unbeaten ahead of playing that team itself, Sydney FC, in a crucial double point game. Of course, uh, normally they call it an eight point game, but that's normally referred to the AFL. But uh, with uh, with wins only uh, meant and catered for three points, you could call it the classic six point game. So all the chips are on the line. Uh, this is gonna be just pivotal uh, for the Perth Glory to steal one point as a minimum, but three points as a max. So can't afford to lose, can't afford to have that um, you know margin increase um, ever so much and uh, they're just running out of time we're going to leave it there for the perth glory men let's make our way to the hard court let's talk some suncorp super netball and in particular some west coast fever Ariang with the interception that's a massive play from the diamonds goal defense and if they can drain this well that's going to be the exclamation point isn't it well that's why she's in the side firstly Ariang with the interception and then it was all finished off by Sasha Glasgow. In a bit of history from between these two teams, the last time the Fever faced the New South Wales Swifts, they defeated them by the barest of margins back in round 13 last year. And their last three matches in Sydney have actually been decided by a solitary point. So how would it happen this time? But just before we get to that, Alice Teague-Neal, she's in some ripping form following her third Nissan Net Point Team of the Week selection. Uh, she leads the Fever for uh, goal attempts and center, uh, goal assists, sorry, should I say, and center pass receives. And looking to the defense, both Sunday Ariane, who will play her 50th game on Monday, and Courtney Bruce, their top five in the competition for intercepts. All the fever, they remain undefeated after taking care of the New South Wales Swifts on Monday, well, today, uh, by 11 goals, with the fever's control of the third quarter uh, being the turning point in the game as Sasha Glasgow pulled off two important gains after turnovers to help really build an eight-goal lead heading into the final change, and that was pretty much where the game headed from there. Uh, so pretty sure actually, let's just quickly check and actually make what those final scores were uh, go to the good old flash score official app so the official uh, final score was 78 to 67 but let's break it down a little bit more so the swifts did jump out to a lead in the first term capitalizing on the fevers turnovers and uh, making well, making some big time super shots with West Coast down by three at the first break uh, before actually paying back a five goal deficit early in the second quarter thanks to some positional changes from coach Dan Ryan uh, that saw Kim Jenner come on at goal defense Sunday Ariane moved to wing defense and Jess answers to center uh, this actually ended up them in them leveling the game at 35 apiece upon the main break and a 24-16 third term was re really where they put their foot down, as touched on earlier. And it came as a result of a turn-up in defensive pressure from the Fever. Uh, with Kim Jenner playing a crucial role in nullifying English international Helen Housby in the final two quarters. The last term was a 19-16 edge to the away team, where they controlled the contest and led by nine goals heading into the Power Five, with Glasgow in particular coming up trumps with seven of eight uh, super shots for the game, uh, leaving West Coast Fever to walk away with the points. Uh, the team shot at 97% from one-point uh, goals and 80% from super shots. Uh, they had eight more gains and five more deflections. Janelle Fowler, she was 54 of 55, 
Uh, Sasha Glasgow, in addition to the 7 of 8 super shots that we spoke about, she had 21 assists and 22 feeds, but also Alice Teague Neal was dominant in that area. She had 32 assists and 46 feeds. And from a defensive standpoint, um, Courtney Bruce and Kim Jenner had 6 deflections each, and Captain Courtney Bruce had 9 gains also and 4 pickups. Now the team sits clear on top of the table, undefeated with another away clash versus the Queensland Firebirds, who are winless at the moment, but no doubt this screams a danger game for the team. But uh, they're doing all they can. Um, two very, very close wins to start the uh, start the season, not the way that Dan Ryan would have liked. Um, then an absolute trouncing of Collingwood uh, just last week. And uh, yeah, huge away win up against the New South Wales Hoops. And we know normally the games are tight there, but not today. They put their foot down. But yeah, big game ahead against Queensland. It doesn't matter where they sit on the ladder. They just have to get the job done. Um, it uh, certainly is alarm bells in regards to uh, it could be one that uh, they need to be wary of, which I'm sure they will be. All right, I'm going to leave it there for the fever. Let's now head and talk a bit of uh, bit of rugby. And with the Force men having the week off, let's talk a little bit of Force women. That, I think. And the Western Force, through an error, back in possession, and Clough will have a go at picking and driving. Seven metres away, the Western Force in a great spot. Stevens is next. Fell sends it out. Lettington. Beautiful pass it through. They're going to slice. Just great news for the Western Force women as they got their first win of the season and their first W since 2019 in a low-scoring 13-5 win over the Rebels after being up 8-0 at half time. Uh, the game was an absolute arm wrestle in a wet weather tussle. Uh, the team did have 53% possession, two to one tries, but only had 45% of the territory. Uh, the Western Force had early dominance and put the home side under immediate pressure. But they, ju they just really were unable to turn it into points uh, where the Rebels started to gain territory, secure possession, and open up opportunities for themselves. At the 30-minute mark, the deadlock was broken, securing a penalty right in front of the sticks and finally capitalised on all that play, uh, scoring the side's first try during uh, 40 minutes. The rain was pouring and coming in hard as the second half began, with the forces' defence holding strong and weathering the Rebels' storm uh, in the early part. And despite going down to 14 players for a patch of the game, they held strong, denying the Rebels any opportunity to score for periods of time and play. The Rebels did get on the board eventually, but the Force were able to hit back, extend the lead, finding themselves only 5 metres from the try line and diving over the line on the back of a rolling mall. They put them up by 8 points with only 6 minutes left to play, and as a result, they held on there for the win. Michaela Leonard, Leah Miles and Martha Mattaye uh, had match-winning performances. Uh, they're off to fourth. Uh, but still five points out of third, and they're poised to play defending champions Fiji and Drua next Sunday at UWA Sports Park. So well done to get a win, first one since 2019. Uh, good to get the monkey off the back, well played, ladies. Um, but yeah, doesn't get any easier, unfortunately, uh, taking on the reigning and defending champions Fiji and Drua. But we're going to leave it there for the Western Force. We're now going to quickly touch base, uh, head back to the hard court, talk a bit of Perth Wildcats and some personnel updates there. To the hiss, listen to the growl. Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Can you feel the heat? Listen to their feet, tearing up the cotton, building up the heat. Here we come. Oh no, here we come. Oh no, here we come. Yeah, Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Watch out if you're in. 
Yeah, short and sharp here for the Perth Wildcats, but as we know, it's off-season, and uh, normally when off-season comes, uh, as does uh, personnel changes, both uh, going out but also coming in. Now, Michael Harris has re-signed with the club for two additional years with the first year, still having him as a DP before uh, then being elevated to the main roster in NBL 25. Uh, he was awarded the Most Improved Player this year's MVP award and is currently playing with reigning New Zealand uh, Basketball League champions, the Targo Nuggets. And I quite like Michael Harris. Um, you know, definitely ha ha has a crack when he's out there. I can shoot the three, that's for sure. Certainly uh, not, not shy about doing that, but can also dive to the hoop. Uh, T tough defender, a really nice young signing for the Perth Wildcats. Uh, the club also is, however, delighted to announce new signing on the back of Keanu Pinder in Melbourne United young power forward David Aquera for three years. Uh, he's known for his length, athleticism, protecting the rim, uh, defending at a high level and is originally from Western Australia before moving to Melbourne as a teenager and then signing with United as a development player. He did receive 20 NCAA Division I offers uh, back in the day, but opted to turn professional and play in the NBL, overtaking the collegiate path. So, yep, Michael Harris re-signed and a new signing in David Aquera. So, uh, yep, they're, they're doing pretty well, but over the next couple of weeks, we'll find out a little bit more about them, especially from uh, Todd Blanchfield and Mitch Norton perspective as to whether they will keep those contracts or whether someone else will pick them up and pay for them. So, yeah, a lot more still to play out from that particular aspect, and we'll, of course, keep you in the loop as soon as it comes to fruition but we're going to leave it there for the Perth Wildcats and now let's wrap up some award season for the Perth Heat hits that one high and deep Camonero is going back 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 and it's going to score a run anyway because coming home to score Riley Spring running 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 Spring slides Heat win Riley Spring! Okay, it's award season time for the Perth Heat, so let's uh, quickly wrap up who were their champions. Uh, awarded Rookie of the Year goes to Jordan Power. Uh, he was crowned, uh, as we said, Rookie of the Year at the Baseball WA Awards last night. He enjoyed a stellar season in the Australian Baseball League, pitching 35 innings for 41 strikeouts and a 4-1 win-loss record. Uh, next goes to the Golden Glove, uh, which is Pete Kuzma and his third Australian Baseball League season. Kuzma showed his class at shortstop and second base while providing leadership across the infield. Uh, Alex Hall, he was voted batting champion. Uh, he was on fire all season. Uh, the switch hitting catcher was consistently outstanding with career best numbers across 38 games where he averaged 0 0.360. Uh, home runs, he had eight of them and RBIs were 37. So just a brilliant season from him. And uh, ha absolutely, uh, to the surprise of no one, Gunnar Kynes, he was a pitching champion. Uh, but what a season on the mound from Gunnar himself. Uh, innings pitched of 56.2, an ERA of 2.86, and 61 strikeouts. Congratulations go to you, Gunnar. And the MVP. Well, how could it not be? Because it's been hailed one of the most impressive seasons of the modern era after winning the Australian Baseball League Helms, uh, which is the MVP of the league. Alex Hall is your Perth Heat MVP for 2023. In a record-breaking season, Hall dominated the league as a switch-hitting catcher, hitting 0 0.360 with eight home runs, whilst also batting near flaws behind the home plate with a 0.991 fielding percentage. Congratulations, Alex, on a phenomenal season. 
So uh, well played to all those winners. Uh, and as I said, very fortunate to touch base and um, have the Heat as part of our stable. And we look forward to touching base with them next season later on in later on this year when they come back. But for now, we're leaving it for the Perth Heat. And uh, as we said, best of luck. All right, that's it. We're done. We're dusted. That is the end of another episode. And, uh, yep, great to touch base with the Perth Wildcats. couple of ins and a couple of outs. The Force women got a big win, but uh, another challenge is yet to come. West Coast Fever absolutely rolling at the top of the table, undefeated. Perth Glory, nice away draw, but uh, they've got another challenge um, coming up next week against the Sydney FC. And the Force Men will be looking forward to seeing them uh, back on the field um, after having their bye. But from a Bat Banter's perspective, if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, you can like us also on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram. And we also hope that you had the most amazing Easter weekend. Hopefully you didn't overindulge in chocolate, but also you had lots of great family memories and family time over the weekend and the days that we were afforded. But uh, from Adam Bat, yours truly. Um, we look forward to touching base on all of our WA teams on the domestic sporting scene next week. And whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, it's a privilege. Thank you so much. And I'm out for now.